Football is around the corner, and we are ramping it up over here on the Ringer NFL feed in the month of August. Every week, Ben Solak and I will be bringing you not one, but two extra point takens. That's right. Double the trouble as we predict, debate, and analyze our way through camp and the preseason every Monday and Friday. But that is not all. Steven Ruiz and I will be coming to you every Wednesday. We'll talk about everything in the world of the NFL. And who knows, maybe Steven will even have something nice to say about your favorite squad. Though, frankly, I wouldn't count on it. Subscribe to The Ringer NFL Show on Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. And be sure to follow The Ringer NFL on Instagram, TikTok, and Twitter at Ringer NFL. This episode is brought to you by eBay Motors. With over 122 million parts, from superchargers and brakes to exhaust kits and beyond, eBay Motors levels your baby up to its peak performance. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This episode is brought to you by Atlassian. Atlassian software like Jira, Confluence, and Trello help power global collaboration for all teams so they can accomplish everything that's impossible alone. Because individually, we're great, but together, we're so much better. Learn how to unleash the potential of your team at Atlassian.com, A-T-L-A-S-S-I-A-N.com. Atlassian. Tap the banner or visit this episode's page to learn more. Shout out to that guy, yes. The Oh, my goodness. It's professional wrestling. Stay mage and enjoy yourself. Ladies and gentlemen, the world's number one sports and recreation podcast, Cheap Heat, is back on Tuesday, August 29th, and there are a lot of things to talk about in and outside of the ring as uh, we will get you ready for uh, payback this weekend and also look back at uh, All In from over the weekend and the SmackDown and Raw episodes, which amounted to sort of a tribute shows in, in, in certain ways to Bray Wyatt and Terry Funk. 36 uh, at 35, Dipperstein is back on the program. Hey, Dip. Hi there. How are you doing today? <clears throat> hey, hey, hi. How are you? Hi, um, hi, 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 hi. Yeah, so uh, let's see. A lot to get to. Uh, first of all, before we get into it, you were not on the Friday show, but we you, were, you may have been, I think you were, the biggest 
uh, Bray Wyatt fan on the show. Certainly the biggest Fiend fan on the show. That goes without saying. I was um, on the Friday regular show. I wasn't on the tribute show. The tribute right. You were on section. the Friday, uh, the, the Friday Fakakta inane uh, babbling show that we did, um, I, I, yeah. which was major. But uh, but you weren't on the very depressing, heavy me and Shoemaker chat. But um, so, yeah, you loved him as a wrestler. You spent time with him and got to love him as a guy. So I, w- I wanted to give you some time on uh, on Bray Wyatt. I just I'll just say one thing. You know, a lot, everyone knows how I feel about Bray Wyatt. But when the oftentimes you get asked, who is your favorite wrestler? And, you know, um, people say, you know, and I, I, I always respond, you know, present or past. And they say both. And my answer is always the ultimate warrior and Bray Wyatt. So um, I think it's a, a inexplicable loss, uh, like, I, like I posted online. Um, and uh, he was my favorite wrestler. How about that for, for a, uh, an official statement? So it's very upsetting. And I love the guy to death. Had many good memories with him and good times with him. So. He was he was a uh, a delight, just a, a lovely, lovely. You you can't. It's it's nice when uh, you don't know what everyone's experience with someone is, and and then that person passes away, and you go, oh, everybody had the same experience with this guy. He's just the most mage there could be. Yeah, inside um, and outside, and um, yeah, so. Some you know I won't I don't want to get into it on the show and not that it's it's not controversial or anything it's just super sad but I don't know I don't know if you saw yesterday some more details sort of came out I saw it all mm-hmm. um, it's even more heartbreaking to be honest I, I mean but honestly isn't every version of it every version of whatever it was going to be is awful you yes. know um, I guess if you're looking for some sort of silver lining he was he was like sleeping and and just died essentially is what it sounds like yeah. Um, but yeah, every version is so bad and yeah. So from a, from a TV standpoint, um, not to be crass, but looking at it from the way that Friday was handled, I thought they did a really nice job. I thought they were presented with kind of an interesting situation in that you would have thought that if Terry Funk hadn't passed away, this whole, obviously this, obviously it would have just been about Bray Wyatt. That goes without saying. If if Bray Wyatt hadn't tragically been taken from us on Thursday, I assume Terry Funk just would have had one of those graphics at the beginning of the show, and they would have ran his like Hall of Fame package, and then maybe still had the Cody Rhodes promo. Would you agree? I don't know. I think it's, it's a tough you, call. But do you know what I'm saying? It changed the whole thing because now they're forced to honor these two people but I, as I said to Shoemaker last week, whose deaths could not be more different. I mean, in, in wrestling terms, the, the loss of Terry Funk was pretty peaceful. He was 79 years old. you know. He, and then you have this um, Bray situation, which was just such, such an absolute tragedy. But they did a really nice job honoring them both, I thought. I thought Cody, Cody really shows what his one of his extra values is in that he can get in the ring and give historical context to people who matter going way back. Like, that's a really cool thing to have in your 35-year-old or whatever he is, you know, 36, 37-year-old star of the company, a guy whose history is so rich that he can speak personally about people like Terry Funk. I think that's really, really neat to have in your 
in your arsenal of uh, of superstars. Um, I saw some people who who felt it should not have been a normal show in any way, and it should have just been fully Bray tribute. I mean, it's I, o- I, they always do a show must go on type of vibe, um, you know, which I think is appropriate, and and I think they did a great job. I think they did a beautiful job with it. I have zero complaints. Yeah, me too. I, I don't um, think. I mean, I, it's sure always could... up. You know, any you can interpret it any way you want. And I'm, you know, there's always going to be the, the you know, Jordan uh, hack and schmacks out there that are going to, you know, say stuff. But at the end of the day. Oh, know, by the way, we no... do have a lot of emails to get to with people's suggestions on his name. Okay. A great. lot of name suggestions on Fantastic. I would just say there's no good way to uh, to deal with uh, what went on last week. So. Okay. And, and then and from the standpoint of we want to go make it an entire tribute show. Um, that's hard, too, because they have. They have to get to the event. They have a schedule that actually has to keep going all the time. So it, it's a it's complicated. I thought they did a really really good job. I was absolutely ripped to shreds when th- the video was beautiful on SmackDown, and then when they came out on the video out of the video with everyone standing on stage and his empty rocking chair, it was it, the weeping in my house was it was me and Natalie were just on the floor, just a puddle. Just it's really, very sad. I don't know. I know. really, really well done. Um, and his Bray is Bray is so uh, impactful as a character, and his he hits you so hard that you just feel every clip they show of him. Uh, it's it's a massive loss. Massive. I do you remember how much we loved the Firefly Funhouse match? Yeah. I the mean, fi- the Firefly the, Funhouse match was in a time in which wrestling was in the toilet for many reasons because of the pandemic. Him and John Cena and the people who put together that Firefly Funhouse match. It was one. Of, I, I'm going to show it to Natalie later today. It was it was one of the coolest, most innovative things I've ever seen in wrestling. It was yeah, everything fantastic. Was cool. Yeah. Yeah. I would. I would have loved to have seen where it went next, you know, so. Yeah, so so uh, we you know listen. This will be a theme. We will be talking about Bray Wyatt for a very long time. I also am a little frustrated. I put up a message in the Discord, but I want to send it here to the wider audience, where obviously more people participate here than on Discord. I was googling Cheap Heat and Bray Wyatt, and there's one interview on YouTube that exists with Bray, but then we have pictures from another year with Bray, in which there are not. There's not a YouTube video of it, and I haven't been through my hard drive to look, but then I saw another episode, September 11th, 2014, where I... Was I even around back then? September 11th, 2014. I don't know, but it says says I... Goldstein appeared on the show, and I had an interview with Bray Wyatt, so like maybe it was a phoner, so Mm -hmm. I'm just trying to find everything I have, so if you are one of the hardcores... And I know there has to be some of you that exist that just keep all of the episodes on a computer. Please reach out to me over email rosenbergbeats at gmail.com. I want to find all the Bray Wyatt appearances. Um, it's just I do so much content that sometimes I'm like, oh, I don't need to save everything. It is what it is. And then you don't think about the fact that people will be gone. And you're like, oh, I need every word that this person ever spoke. Uh, so anyways. Yeah, it'll be interesting. I'll be in Pittsburgh this week, and I'm very much looking forward to seeing everyone. Um, I exchanged a, a bunch of text messages with people. 
everyone sort of in a very emotive uh, state. And um, I really, I mean, I took the time to process. Like I was talking to Natalie on Friday night. Natalie and I went to Pizzeria Uno because we are classy. Um, oh, that's right. There's an Uno's in Manhattan still on Columbus Avenue. And we always see it and reference it. And I go, you know, one day soon, that thing's going to be gone. If we want to ever go there, we should go because it ain't lasting much longer. And by the looks of it, when you're inside, I got news for you. It ain't lasting much longer. It's but, moments. Oh, it's moments. <laughs> it's moments. <laughs> but we we got some pizza skins, which I have to tell you, still delicious. I don't know if you ever had them dipped. I've pizza. never been. Maybe once I've been in an Uno. It used to be near a mall in Philly. But I, I don't uh, I don't remember ever. I couldn't like recall what it looks like inside, nor can I recall one of the menu items. Well, the, the real one still exists and I think is fine, I believe. Chicagoans can correct us, uh, but I believe still fine and thriving in Chicago. But the chain locations have fallen by the wayside. In Bethesda, there was one next to the United Artists Movie Theater that I went to literally almost weekly for like four years. And I would order the pizza skins with Ben Pleasure, okay? Pizza skins, which basically is a deep dish pizza crust. But instead of cheese and sauce... It's like mashed potatoes with cheese and bacon, and you dip it in sour cream, and it is a delight. Oh, yeah, it is a monstrous, and uh, still delicious. Anyways, so we went there, and we just were um, we were watching the beginning of SmackDown on, on the phone, then we went home and rewatched it uh, about an hour later, and I was talking over with Natalie. I'm like, you have no idea. I was like, you know, I said to her, I was like, you know, listen, Bray Wyatt was by no means my, my best friend. Uh, but I can say about him what I can say about so many people there. There's so many people there that are like not my close friends, but I really, really F with them. Like they're great. Like I have a legitimate excited connection when I see them, a catch up, like a, I, I, they're just warm, lovely people. And I just say that to say there's so many disparaging things that in the internet, uh, in the IWC get said about wrestle, about WWE. And I mean, of course, we'll get to the, all the internet wrestling community. That's right. You're from. I don't think it. I've ever heard that before. Seriously, I swear. Wow, that's 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 funny that you're such a wrestling nerd, but so removed from the internet. Good for you. You just won cool points by not knowing what it is. I am I think removed of, from the internet. Honestly, you know. That. I think of you. I think of you as cooler now than I did one minute ago because the IWC is the dorkiest terminology in history. I've never but, heard it. I, I, I well, you know me. I go on SC scoops and Raja. That's it. And then I talk yeah. to you. By the way, that's by the way, you're doing it the right way. You're doing it the right way. But it's because I was going to say in this world, there's generally so much negativity about the workplace of WWE that gets made up and thrown around. And oh my God, like. Uh, I, I can say this about WWE. Of all the places I've worked, I have never worked at a place where the talent are better people than WWE. The talent, I, the talent at WWE, are some of the most lovely people. I, it's dip. It's hard when people are like who's the who's the nicest. Who's the, I'm like I, I have to struggle to find someone I don't like. They're I mean, all it, nice. It is, yeah, it is a, an amazing group. I've of never people. felt more welcome back there. You know, it's just every time. It's just uh, I, I love everyone there. You know, I really do. It's a great place. They are. They are. The, the talent is. And, and so the loss of Bray just reminded me of how how cool so many people in this business are. And that goes obviously across all companies. But just 
just a massive loss, man. And uh, AEW did a nice job. They had their ways, multiple ways of paying uh, respect to to Bray as well. Um, so yeah, SmackDown SmackDown was cool. Now a lot of people, uh, a lot of people, I were really into the LA Knight promo. Um, you have to look at it like this, Dip. Say what you want. The spot that they gave LA Knight on that show on Friday was pretty telling. What did they do again? He uh, wrestled in the in a, a thing called the main event of the show, and he did a thing called cut a promo in the ring right before the main event on a really big emotional show. Oh, yeah, they, yeah. He's they like, handed he's... him the mic and gave him a yeah. win, a clean win over Finn Balor in the main event. I, I think it was you know right next to the, the, the win at SummerSlam, the biggest thing he's done. I'm much more focused on the Miz promo last night, which, by the way, I'm going to give him my own Emmy Award uh, if he doesn't wow. receive one for the promo. I think it should be, you know, best at, best best performance in a unscripted program. Wow. He was really good. He was I really, mean, really good. All you need to hear was what he did. And my point is proved again and again and again. Well, I mean, or 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 someone would argue, or it just proves that that's part of the show and part of the shtick, and you're being worked, brother. They, they no, that's I'm not t- being worked. I mean, they included it in the show. They're not. They're not not making fun of it. They're not avoiding it. And the, the voice too, when he was making fun of his deep voice, we never talked about that either. It's clearly like a put on. <laughs> yeah. Um. Anyway, so Dip, you walked right through what. Uh, what happened on Friday, but yes, people did enjoy him in that spot. I thought he was pretty good. I thought he was pretty good in that spot. And I thought him getting a big clean win over Finn Balor was clearly an indication. Sorry, dip. No matter how much you hate it, he's things are going to be happening. All right. Let them happen. Let's see what happens. And he's got a big moment this weekend at payback against the Miz. Um, By the way, you could at least be happy that he's getting the Miz in a prominent match on a, on a PLE. Because uh, let's be honest, I think Miz has lost 146 times in 2023. So if nice the Miz, Miz doesn't win, doesn't beat LA Knight, even if it's by like some there's, there's schmoz, no, there's no chance. There's I, no I, chance. I, what I, are you saying out loud? He's, uh, there's no chance he's winning. Are you crazy? Uh, he's doing the Jabola of the Millennium. Oh, boy. Star- you know what he's going to be doing? He's going to be staring at the lights. He's going to be staring and staring, okay? Looking and looking up at the lights. I wonder how he really feels. Ask him. <laughs> I will. I, I'm curious. I, I don't know. I can't, I can't get a gauge of how people feel about L.A. Knight. I really want to know how Rick Rubin feels about L.A. Knight, okay? That is somebody whose opinion on L.A. Knight I would really like to have. And uh, I'd like you to reach out to him. because I'm, wanna... I'm texting him right now. I, I'm going to email him. Say dippers, dippers. No, I'm going to say I just want to. Can I? Call, can we call you and ask you something? Let's see, Rick. Okay. Okay. Great. L.A. Knight. Dip wants to know how you view L.A. Knight. You're around to come on the show right now. <laughs> For two minutes. Right now. Four to three minutes. Yeah. We'll see if Rick Rubin can uh, can respond to that and. Dip, I, I hope he tells you that he just loves it and thinks it's mage. Oh, hold on. Natalie's coming over here. I do. Listen, I'll that. be in the kitchen, and you know when I'm eating, you're not going to be eating. How about that? Oh. That's, How about that? Oh. That makes sense to me. <sighs> I'm sick of heel Natalie. I'm ready for her to turn back. I want Natalie's character to be like Kane. 
She turns every week, which, by the way, is sort of like being married in general. Um, so, so let's. Uh, I think that's basically all there is to say about what was a really lovely SmackDown. Uh, I will say this about Raw before we get into All In, which has a lot of stuff. I will say this about Raw. Um, I I love the Miz promo as well. Thought that was a lot of fun. Kind of wish LA Knight came out to confront him. Yeah. Um, but I really loved the Becky Lynch uh Zoe Stark match. I thought it was a match. I did. I thought it was okay. I I, I, I thought it was okay. I, I just the, the the promos, the Trish and, and Zoe Stark promos just kill me. Ugh, gavolt. Baby, They're just so rough. loud. How much you know? do you do with that? I, I, it's really hard to get past. But uh, I'd be, I'm ready but for they the storyline to end. They didn't, but did Zoe cut any promo last night? Yeah, they did a backstage. I mean, thing. but but the match was mage. They had a, that was like a real legitimate. Yeah, it was. It was a, good. It was good. I mean, Becky's always good in ring, in my opinion. They had know? a, but they had a legitimate, pretty hardcore false count anywhere match. Like that was a pretty good thing to get as a main event on Raw. Like I'll tell you, I don't know how many more women's matches in WWE I've seen that were that intense. That was like pretty. They got after it. I agree. I agree, and I love the Bray tribute at the end, or what in the middle of the match that Becky did with the she like held up the thing. I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead and if we have to delete this, we will. I'm gonna go ahead and say you fell asleep before the match and didn't watch it. I, I watched like I was the, nodding and stuff, but yeah, I watched. You were not there. You were you were doing this. Are you falling asleep on the hand? I was in bed. Oh, you're in bed. Well, I have been sh- doing a lot of ha- falling asleep on the hand. Right, well, you're one of the biggest fall asleep on the hand people that I know. Um, you should go back and you should go back and watch it. It's, no, I, it's, I did. Well, I did watch it. I did. I watch know, it. but process it because I'm sensing. I'm sensing lack of. You process. want me to process? I'm sensing lack of process. There was a lack of process for sure. Uh, it, it, I thought it was really good. And listen, now we're gonna get um, Trish and Becky in a steel cage, which I think could be a good spot for them to have a match. You know, I think with I think with Trish, she still can do a lot. I don't think you want to have her doing like lots of crazy wrestling. I think them having a good old fight in a cage is actually a really good place for Trish to have a match. They need to use the cage though. The cage needs to be used. You want you want you want blood a thousand percent. I know I, that's what I gotta tell you when you we're, we're gonna transition into all in. I mean I was I love all the blood. Oh, yeah, you love the blood. I love the blood. I'm one of the uh, biggest blood guys. Speaking of the blood and all in, I mean, I love that CM Punk goes on first and bleeds in the first match. <laughs> like, like he literally just does whatever he's going to do. Like, I'm, I'm sorry. How do you start a show that's that long a night when you know there's going to be the stadium stampede? You know there's going to be multiple crazy matches. And he goes for blood right out of the gate. And I'm not, I'm shocking, I don't know if you're going to know this, CM Punk goes over on Samoa Joe. Did you ever see it coming? I, I couldn't it? believe it. My, my mind was oh. blown. Oh, my God. Now, I, and I want to say, I, I, I've, I've come around to the point where I sincerely believe that whatever's going on there is 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 a punk thing, but is also an other people thing. Like I I don't want to. I'm not one of those people who heaps everything on CM Punk. I don't, I don't know anything about the elite, honestly. Nothing about how they operate as people. So I certainly can't. It's not fair for me to say. I just assume Punk is a terrible guy. But I will say he does certain things that I'm just like, okay, 
but all right, dude. So yeah, him of bleeding course. thirty, th- him bleeding thirty seconds into a four-hour pay-per-view, I thought was was interesting. Really, um, and yeah, I mean that's not. Listen, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not Jim Cornette. I'm not going to get on here and tell people wax poetic about the way wrestling's supposed to be done. But you know, in terms of building up a night that's going to be meaningful, you wouldn't normally have that happen in the first five minutes of a show. That's not normally what you do. No, you're right. I guess he doesn't care about anyone else. So. And he probably wants to be on and get out of the building, although reportedly he stayed in the building. So then I'm sure everyone there who listens to this podcast has probably seen the news right now that CM Punk got into some sort of altercation with Jack Perry um, backstage. Jack Perry had gotten into a thing last week, I believe, with Punk, where he wanted to do a spot uh, involving Glass, and Punk was against it. So when Jack Perry was about to do his spot through a windshield, at the show, he went up to the camera, he knocked on the glass, he went up to the camera, and he goes, wow, real glass, Crimea River, and then apparently went up and shoved CM Punk backstage. Am I reporting that correctly based on what we've read, Dip? Is that what you read? I think they're saying now that Punk threw the first punch. I, we, it's, it, it's impossible to speculate because, I, I don't know, I'll get the real story from somebody, but here's the deal. How many times do I have to say it? These people cannot be physically hitting each other in a, in a workplace. This is not... We're not even talking about like it happened in the hotel after the show. This happened at the workplace. You can't have people hitting each other and physically beating each other up and getting into physical altercations. You could scream and yell at each other, but you can't hit each other in a workplace. Like what planet is this? I mean, well, okay, but I will stop you there. That is going to exist on some level in wrestling. It, it It's not Google, dude. Is anyone beating each other up? Backstage in WWE? No. A, th- a thousand times. Not now. Not in the last 20 years. Yes, in the last 20. What do you think Booker T and Batista was? That was in the last 20 years. And that wasn't right. the last and that wasn't the last one. I mean, I, listen, I agree with you fundamentally, but I got news for you, dude. Yeah, this isn't uh this isn't Google. This isn't even ESPN. You know what I mean? It's it's a it, it's still wrestlers, right? And 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 confrontations will happen. The regularity with which it's happening at AEW in a short time is out of control. That is crazy. totally out of control. Uh, let me see what they're saying here on SE on Ringside News. Uh, CM Punk and Jack Perry at a backstage scuffle. The fight is over a situation where CM Punk didn't want Perry to do an injury angle using real glass because he didn't want Jungle Boy to hurt himself. They used real glass at all in during the match. Jack Perry made a point to point it out. Now they've both been suspended um, because of it. According to Brian Alvarez, um, Tony Khan sort of uh, addressed it in his media scrum, which took about an hour to start and then... I don't know if you know this, Dip, but uh, according to Tony Khan, this is the largest paid event in the history of professional wrestling. Uh, I mean, that's what everybody's saying. This is the biggest event. It's the highest gate. It's the this and that. I mean, if it's 80,000 people, I, I, you know, I believe that, I suppose, because of ticket prices. But there's been bigger crowds, you know, I guess that but that doesn't equate to like, I guess, money in the door. Yeah, I mean, I guess that that's where so so that's what they were going with is that it was the highest paid attendance of all time. They repeated that. I made the joke because if you watch any of the media scrum, Tony Khan maybe said it twenty five times. I, I mean, did. He, I did watch the media scrum. Oy, 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 oy. 
Yeah, it is. Oh, yeah, good guy is right. I mean, some of the people they bring out to talk. Do we need 25 minutes with Orange Cassidy? Is is that needed? I, I mean, what is going on? It, it is sometimes like they are just making it's it's like crazy. It's crazy. They're the things that are going on. And I and I and I think Tony truthfully, here's the issue. You want to you want to figure out one issue. Tony Khan is a lovely man. Okay. He is. He is a lovely man. I love him. What he is not is a tough man. Okay? In in the in the old school sense of the word. And I'm sorry, in order to control a hundred muscle-bound lunatics, <laughs> you probably need at least one person. I get it. No one's gonna be Vince McMahon, okay? But you need someone who allows people who requires that people have a certain level of decorum that goes for the fighting backstage that goes for how people carry themselves. I think frankly, when they sit next to Tony Khan, because I don't think Tony always gets the proper respect that he should get when people are sitting there, you know, ironically, he gets it from MJF who's in the middle of being a, the worst human in the world, but like he doesn't disrespect Tony as a, as the leader of the company, but other people, the way they handle him is just too casual. It seems it just, I don't understand why when they had someone like William Regal around, instead of using him in ring, they weren't like, hey, how do we make you like a guy who oversees everything back here and makes well, people have a line of respect? We don't know if he has experience in that area, but, you know, I, I, they definitely need their, their heavy-handed guy or girl back there. For I mean, sure. by the way, that person doesn't always have to be a, a brute you know what I mean? I mean, it doesn't have to be Arn Anderson to be the actual enforcer. He'd be great. <laughs> well, no, but maybe, but again, to your point, maybe that's not what he does anymore. Maybe that's not, dude. But Johnny Ace, Johnny Ace is capable of doing that, right? And he wasn't some huge tough guy. He's a big former wrestler, but Johnny Ace commanded a certain level of respect. They need they that had, guy back there or girl. It's there's there's this yeah something is going on. <laughs> um, we, I mean, I'm gonna show you. Okay. I got. I was. I got to tell you. I was. Uh, I was truly taken aback by the main event. I did not think that the main event was going to continue this story. I. I was sure it was Me ending. Too. Me too. At all in. Me too. I, I got to tell you. Go through. Uh, you know. I watched it twice. Okay. I watched the show twice. The entire show twice. Yes. Because. What is wrong? Because you, I, go, I, you go weeks without seeing a, a full, a complete episode of wrestling, and you watch that four hours twice. I did. Um, okay. I did. I watched it twice. Um, because the first time you were really just talking and talking and not really watching, talking and talking, and then I watched it with Skyler, and you know, who had you know who was here later than than than. Oh, he than wanted to watch later. Folk. Got it. Okay. So, so here what I'll say is what I'll say. You go through this lit. You go through this this uh, this roster. And all you have is stars, okay? I'm sorry to say, like this. Well, you're you're wrong. So don't be sorry because you're 100 percent wrong. What do you I mean, mean? All you have is stars. What, what are you saying? Did you Adam watch Cole, the same show as me? Adam Cole, star. MJF, star. Young Buck, star. FTR, stars. CM Punk, ugh, but a star. Samoa Joe, Orange Cassidy. You know Moxley. You're leaving, but, you're, but you're leaving out the other half of people, and some of the people you're saying aren't stars. You're just interrupting me. You didn't even let me finish. Uh, but you're going to invariably get to ones who are not stars. You've already said some that I would argue aren't stars. Are FDR stars? 
They're a great, respected tag team. I think are they, to the, to the are they driving a buy to the IWC? <laughs> I, I think that they're big stars. Yes. Uh, I, 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 if I saw them in the mall, I'd have to do a double take before I knew who they were. They're big wrestling stars. I, I, I do. I but do you and I go over this all the time. You, when you tell me that UFC has a fight coming up and you go, oh, I, you're not going to believe who he's fighting. It's Schmanschmeeky Schmumpleduck. And I go, I don't know who Schmanschmeeky Schmumpleduck is. And you go, oh, he's big. He's big. Star is supposed to be, has some ability to maybe gain an eyeball that's not just the most hardcore fans. They're all stars. You're just jumping on me. I feel very bullied today. Dip. I'm just going to say. By I the way, I, I'm feeling bullied. Way, I have to. I have to because I'm you run roughshod. Here's what happens. I'm really nice to you and I let all your things go the whole podcast. And then everyone's comments are just, why is no one calling out Dip for the crazy things that he says? And the truth is because I just sit back and let you say crazy things. That was a show that was half big people and a lot of people that I go, who is this? Takashita is not a star to most people. I agree. <laughs> um, and there, there were, uh, if, if you want to go through, anyways, make the point you were making, though. I don't want to take away from the point you were making. Go ahead. And then we can have the argument about stars. But what were you trying to say? This show was incredibly impressive, in my opinion. I think there was a lack of sort of maybe storyline, except for the last match. You know, they didn't really do much as far as storylines, but the wrestling itself was incredible. And I thought it was a really entertaining show. And the fact that they could sell 80,000 tickets is pretty impressive. Oh, if they sure. could, if they could figure out a way for for the for people to feel this way every week about the show, they would be in you know incredible shape right now. And you know they're arguably in good shape post this show. But you know it's like they I, I think some time needs to be taken to figure out who they really need to focus on to build and build and build into the next MJF, um, so that they can you know make people really excited to watch every week so that these ratings go up. So. That was the point I was about to make. And by the way, and I agree with most of that. I mean, it, it was a huge, it's hugely impressive. It's a great sign for AEW. It's a great sign for pro wrestling that AEW could do 80,000 people there is really, really cool. And they'll be back to do it again next year, um, which I guess means you can basically be sure that WrestleMania in 25 will not be in London. I would assume. No. Uh, but uh, some of the stars you're referring to uh, Aussie Open. We're on the pre show. Again, against MJF and Adam Cole, but okay. Um, I, I don't know why. Still, I'm not sure. What Juice happened. Robinson and Jay White. I think Stars? Jay White. I think Jay White could be a star. Is a star, but like mm. could be a could be a big star. Could could be in the main event. Is a star for the most hardcore. Yeah, hard hard. Not Juice Robinson. Fans. No, not Juice. And Robinson. even even Jay White, dude. He's walking down the street with a shirt that says Jay White on it all day, every day. No problem. I know. Sorry, indie fan. I know you love him. I'm just telling you reality. Austin Gunn and Colton Gunn. Um, stars? Stars are here. I don't know. Star, but like, I think they have an endless potential. Sure, but that's not the same conversation. Um, let's see. I don't mean literal stars like these are on the people on the Mount Rushmore of wrestling. I'm talking about like cool, recognizable people that you enjoy seeing I, out I'm there. arguing the recognizable part. But I hear what you're saying. I mean, yeah, there's some. There's some. The the women's match is pretty good. Soraya, Tony Storm, and Britt Baker, um, and Sheeta. I mean, that, that that's that's pretty good. And by I the way, the Soraya nice story, story cool. in there. I thought so too. And um the little the little former WWE faction uh fell apart. Confirmed. Um Darby and Sting 
who's going to be a star is Swerve Strickland. Huge, massive. You want to talk about a guy who could right now already be in a major, he could be. He's big. a big deal. Swerve, there's something going I think, I want to say it right now, there's something going on with Swerve Strickland. I agree. He's, I agree. He's, More than something. Something plus. And by the way, uh, Osprey and Jericho is fun, and Osprey could be, I mean, I know he's a, a, a huge indie star. He could be like a, he could be something mage, mage. He's, he, oh yeah. Will Osprey needs to. He's, he's Will Ospreay being in, with it, regular in one of the companies could be something. Lev's. Um, it's just great to see Jericho still. I don't know. I really love Adam Page. Yeah, but Adam Page is his star has been trashed. Let's just be honest about it. He's I, been, I, I miss when he was an alcoholic. They they never finished that story. Never finished. <laughs> They def- he just they, stopped was, drinking. He Cold just turkey. stopped drinking. It was, by the way, it was it was horrible messaging. You know, eventually <laughs> he'll just stop. It'll be fine. Yeah. You know, he, he's, apparently he's just fine. But I I think Paige could be really big too. Um, it was a great show. Listen, I had I had a lot of fun. It, it didn't even feel as obscenely long as past shows used to be. They moved very quickly from from match to match. Thought they did a thought they did a nice job. It felt great. So dips dips very high on that. I'm very high. Uh, I'm very high that on them still doing the Cole MJF story. It didn't feel like time to end it for me. But I'll tell you one thing though, we that we are learning right now from the bloodline. The line of you're going too far is razor thin. That knowing when to be like, okay, we gotta go home with this story, is really really a thin line. Because now we are in uncharted territory for the bloodline of how they really s- seal the story. I, I I don't think it's being sealed. I think I don't know. I I, you're, I don't know what's going to be. I mean, it's really hard to picture what an ending looks like now, right? I can't even begin to predict what they're going to do. I guess a lot will be told on Friday because they'll get back to re- you you know regular business, but. I mean, maybe, but maybe not, because no one's going to be on the on the pay per view on the PLA. No, no, there's not going to be bloodline on there. I don't, I don't think. I mean, Jay left the company. There's Roman's not going to have a match with one day's notice. No, he's not on payback. My guess is we won't see him till Survivor Series in a match, right? I would say that's probably right. This episode is brought to you by eBay Motors. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED highlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This episode is brought to you by Jiffy Lube. Cars can be a big investment, so it's important to take care of them. I once got 
a car that I started out with 25,000 miles on, I got it to over 200,000 miles because I took care of it. You know how you take care of a car? You take care of the maintenance, the oil, the brakes, all that stuff. And if you don't, you can have a car just completely fall apart. When your car needs maintenance, head to Jiffy Lube. They provide automotive excellence at speed. Get your oil changed, brakes checked, tons of other multi-care services. It's all done by expertly trained technicians who actually care about taking care of you and your car. Jiffy Lube, car more. To find coupons and start an instant online estimate, visit jiffylube.com. I was just giving Troy, we just paused the show for a second so I could give Troy a hard time because uh, we have a guest who's coming on and both him and I forgot about the, the, the fact that we had to get Barry on the show and we didn't do the tech work that needed to be done. So uh, we're about to get Barry Blaustein on the show and I, I was just telling Troy, if you don't follow Troy on uh, social media, Troy revealed to the world that he found out he has type 1 diabetes and uh, posted um, uh, about it. And I was telling Troy that, you know, A, I think I already privately expressed my concern and well wishes. And now I'm publicly expressing that you have a really great excuse whenever anything goes wrong for at least a year, I'd say. Oh, yeah. I'm excited to use low blood sugar as a reason for me not doing my job well, which happens quite often. But now I can justify <laughs> it in a way that everyone will uh, not give me a hard time about. So this is great. Yeah, I'm sorry. And by the way, what about canceling plans? Mm, uh, yeah. you know what i had to cancel a wedding this week diabetes it, oh that's it's I, I'll, t- I'll tell you what it's a very serious prognosis and I, i'm very concerned but i know you're going to be fine and I, I read your instagram post and your attitude and approach about it but let me just say what a beautiful excuse you're going to have for a long time oh i can't wait get ready ringer i'm going to miss a lot of days coming up soon <laughs> and and if you, and by the way, if he has plans with you and you're not a, a woman who he's going on a date with, he's canceling and he has a built-in excuse. So I like that. By the way, Troy just said also, I, I'm shocked at how much sympathy I got. Troy, you posted a picture with you half leaning out of a hospital bed with a needle in your arm. What do you mean you're surprised by the sympathy you got? I don't know. I just, I'm one who deliberately goes after hardship. So this was for me just another day at the office. <laughs> I will say this. I think we said this when we talked last week. It's never – no one's the right person to get type 1 diabetes. But in terms of how disciplined you already eat, you will have an easier transition than some other people would. Oh, yeah. I mean, the my blood sugar crashed a couple of days ago, and the cure to get it up fast is just to pound sugar. And so here I am. It's a Friday at 10 p.m. I'm pounding a Coca-Cola. For most people – that's like a nice treat and something that people would really enjoy. It was my version of hell. I wanted nothing to do with that bottle of Coke. So what what can we find for you when you have to get your blood sugar up? Sour I'm, Patch Kids? Yeah. No, no. I'm really experimenting. Natalie says Sour Punch Straws, by the way. Dip, Ooh. you guys are on the same page. Absolutely <laughs> not. No, I'm trying right. to find the fruit or the dried fruit, at least. Maybe like some candied fruit. I like dried mango. Like some health benefit. Also, maybe potatoes. They have high glycemic index, so I might just like always have potatoes at the ready. So you could do potatoes, even though they're not sugar per se? So the, yes. The carbs so like, are okay? The carbs will turn into sugar or whatever? Yes. They're like. Potato, something that's really high on the glycemic index like that or like pasta can also raise it. Maybe not as significantly as sugar. Like if you're uh, 
really low, sugar is the fastest way to make it happen. By the way, you are the worst. I just, I can't even, even when it comes to needing sugar because you're of your diabetes, you can't even have like a Ben and Jerry's in the freezer? No, absolutely not. Okay, uh, let's do a, a quick email or two before we get to our guest. Uh, this one comes from Jimmy Bellamy. Mail. Sweeter Peter, since you said you never had the chance to meet Terry Funk, I wanted to share a story about the time I got to meet the legend. I was a sports reporter and newspaper in Duluth, Minnesota, and interviewed Funk for a story about an upcoming indie show across the bridge in Superior, Wisconsin. Funk was scheduled to appear with Mick Foley. I think they were the special guest referees and referee and enforcer for a match. The promoter gave me Funk's number. He was in Tampa that day to watch the Rays and Phillies in the World Series and spent nearly an hour on the phone with me. I had more than enough for this simple, straightforward story, but as a wrestling fan who was first introduced to Funk through ECW, Attitude Era, WWF, and Beyond the Mat, I knew how special it was uh, to be hearing tale after tale from a pro wrestling one of one. As the conversation wound down, Funk asked if I was going to be at the show. I said I'd be there, but as a fan, not for work. He told me to promise that I'd seek him out and say hello. The show was at a college gym, and for some reason, I stayed away from the floor and gimmick tables. I'm not sure why. At the show, the announcer told the crowd about the after party happening close by at a hotel bar on Lake Superior. So I went with friends uh, that I attended the show with. When I walked into the hotel lobby, Funk was standing there mid-conversation with Foley. When Funk saw me looking in their direction, I quickly told him who I was, and in no time at all, he gave me a hug uh, as big as the smile on his face. I can confirm Terry Trunk is a... Terry Funk was a certified great guy of the highest levels. As luck would have it, I got to do a stand-up stand on a show of Mix in Duluth in 2014. We spent time together before and during the show. He's another absolutely wonderful human being, as everyone knows. Rest in peace to the Funker and condolences to his loved ones. Wrestling is great. Jimmy Bellamy in Minneapolis. Uh, again, chapter, like, like how we started the show, talking about the people in this business. I mean, Mick Foley may be the nicest man who's ever lived. And Terry Funk, by all accounts and every version of you've ever seen, is one of the most lovely human beings who's ever lived. Male. Sakari wrote us dip and said, the Mark Jordan Schmagegi voice. He said, hey, sweet Pete, SGG, 35 at 36, Dipperstein, Fufu, Shmashma, Evil Sam Roberts, Miss Hatton, and Cheap Pete Gang. Count me in as a fan of the voices, but I think instead of wrestling, Mark, the sound you use for Mark Jordan sounds more like chaotic, evil, heel, Miss Hatton. Go ahead and try it out. Did you miss me? I missed me. Peace out and take it easy, man. I actually have done that voice as Miss Hatton before. I have used that same voice to be evil Miss Hatton. Uh, Tom writes us dip. Mail. And says, hey, Pete, love the debate you and Dip had on the pod about the hottest guy in the biz, L.A. Knight, and whether... What he's doing is um, homage or ripoff. It's a great question, but today I'm coming at you with the one question about Ellie Knight that I can't wrap my mind around. Are we supposed to believe that his name is Los Angeles Knight, or is he a knight from L.A.? Has this been explained? It bugs me to no end. That. I've thought about this. Keep up the great work. All the best. Los Angeles Knight. By the way, that's what I'm calling him from now on. But isn't that? But that's what I always took it as. Of course, but it sounds ridiculous when you say Los Angeles Knight. Yeah, maybe he, him and CM Punk could have a huge match one day. <laughs> Los Angeles versus Chicago mate. I'm uh, gonna, I'm, if I ever meet him, I'm going to say, ah, oh, Los Angeles. I'm Dipperstein. Nice to meet you. Paul Paul sends us a note. <laughs> m- 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 mail. 
Hello, lads. I'm primarily a WWE guy, but couldn't miss up the chance to see wrestling at Wembley. It was a great show, no doubt. MJF is a megastar. WWE dropped a bollock um, by not securing Wembley as their London home and getting called slap nuts will always be the highest levs. couple of things. Anarchy in the arena doesn't work for me. Too much going on. No narrative. Yeah, this sta- stadium stampede was a disaster. I'm, I'm sorry. That was not good. Yeah, it, it was it just was yeah. too I mean, much it's gotta going be, on. It's a lot going on. Very dangerous. It was nice to see Santana out there. Seeing back. Santana was great. I popped he's for great Santana. Guy. He looked great, too. He looked scary. He looked great. It was great to see him. Those matches, though, do not work for me as as TV. You don't like right. the, you don't like when they stampede around the stadium. There's, I I actually did enjoy the first one a lot, but now when when there's a crowd there, it's just it worked as an empty stadium thing. I don't think it works in this way. Uh, he says. Secondly, AW is light on call and response. The crowd was desperate to get involved, and opportunities were limited. Aside from Punk's clobbering time, Adam Cole, Bay Bay, and Judas, there are a few occasions where the tacit agreement. Uh, that the fa- crowd gets a turn. The result is that the in is that in the crowd, the result is that in the crowd, crowd's effort to get home after the show. I guess he means the biggest chance were Ric Flair woos and LA Knight's yes. Interesting. Maybe it's intentional because they don't want to be too sports entertainmenty. But you can instantly tell how much hotter the crowd is for Jericho's match. Just having the sing along to kick it off. Anyways, curious how it looked on TV and look forward to hearing the, your review. Uh, thanks, as always, for the many hours, blah, blah, blah. Your man in London, Paul. Thanks, Paul. I really liked Jericho's Fozzie thing, but I think like, I don't know. He did the he did the uh, the queen thing before. I didn't know if that was necessary, but um, I mean, Jericho can do no wrong, in my opinion. I mean, he he's 52 years old. He's going out there with, some, you know, he's making a, a match with Will Ospreay. One of the one of the best wrestlers on earth looks great. He uh, he's a he's a big star. Can we agree on that? Chris Jericho? Yes. Yeah, yeah, we can. That's okay. that's that's quite different. I think I don't don't try to act like you're winning the argument by being like, what about Chris Jericho? Does he count? Yeah, I'm he so counts. damaged by this episode. I'm so, so upset. I, it, it was a lot. Um, but <laughs> I kind of want to want a scorching, not that hot take. Yeah. The song sounds so much better when they just play it and he sings along. I know. I know. But he like, wanted to do the live performance. I get, I get it. it. Everyone always wants the live performance, but um, I'm just gonna say it was a great show. I gotta, I gotta give it to them. Like it was a very entertaining show. You know, I, I felt like I was hanging on every move. All the wrestling was phenomenal, and like. You gotta you gotta give it up to them for for selling out Wembley Stadium. I mean, Jesus Christ! I had, I didn't remember how big it was and what it looked like. And then you, you you they did that opening shot, and I'm like, oh my god, they did it! It was a, it's a really big deal. Yeah, and I don't know if you know this, but according to Tony Khan, it's the largest paid attendance in the history of pro wrestling. Yeah, I'm very curious to to see. I, I wonder how the powers that be felt about him saying that so much. I mean, in one sense, I, I just want to say, in one sense, from a business standpoint, it makes it makes sense. If it's true, you want to tout something that's that big, of course. It's good. It's good business. On the other side, though, I have to point this out. And again, I love TK. Nothing but love. But when everyone talks about why is there tribalism, why do people take sides? There's tribalism. I'm just going to put it out here right now. No one pushes that tribalism more than TK. He is an ish-talking son of a gun. There oh, is, oh, he, yeah. lo- he talks ish at every, he wants the smoke. 
it, it's it's he very does funny. Want the smoke. Am I wrong? Like, no, say what you will. He may not want the smoke backstage with his wrestlers. I'm sure. But when it comes to talking his trash to get WWE's attention, he loves it. He, he's number one guy. I know. Doing that. I know. Can you imagine being so rich that you just don't? You, you could say anything you want, and even if it comes <laughs> back in a horrible way, it doesn't make a difference. And it, I mean, what's going to come back? Yeah, exactly. You're so rich. What can even happen? I know nothing. <laughs> I mean, we sit here wondering about ratings and what's this going to be and what's that going to be. No matter what, it, they already booked Wembley for next year. I know. I They're know. not going anywhere. He's going to keep making the show. Like, I, I know. I know. I know. You could talk about like ticket sales and half the arena is empty or whatever. I mean, that's kind of odd. I don't know. That's weird. I haven't been to a live show in a long time. I'm excited to go back, honestly. Um, but like, you know, the ratings or whatever. But like at the end of the day, like they're not. It's not going like it's not going anywhere. He could do whatever he wants. <laughs> yeah, we we get all caught up in this idea uh, of like, uh, uh, you know, ratings war and who's going to win and blah, blah, blah. I mean, ultimately, what's TNT doing on any given night or TBS doing on any given night that it's not worthwhile for them to have this show on? Right. You know, they're running old episodes of The Closer. By the way, what is going on with the uh, what is going on with the Craig Robinson show? That comes on right after Raw, and he's instantly drive, dropping F-bombs the second Raw ends. It's crazy. I haven't seen it. You don't make it for like five seconds? It's literally five. I swear to God, last night the show ended. Within 10 seconds, there was an F-bomb. No, because I, when I, I recorded, and so it like immediately goes to something that's not the next show. Like I don't, You know what I mean? Like I wasn't watching live. So oh 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 so it automatically stops yeah 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 it's 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 very strange uh, it immediately does it dip I want to quickly uh-huh. uh, before we close out with our guest I do want to go over the card real quick uh, sure. and I get your and get your Dipper Steenish thoughts on each thing okay let's start with a match that should be a lot of fun and I'm glad they added it Steel City Street Fight. For the WWE Tag Team Champion, the the undisputed WWE Tag Team Championship, KO and Sammy versus the Judgment Day. It's Finn and Damian. You're you're teased, dude. I'm getting sick of the Judgment Day. That's my take. It's every segment, and I know like you could argue the NWO was every segment, DX was every segment, or whatever. But the Judgment Day is like every five seconds. It's that music. It's a different combination of them come out or whatever, and it's not. You know, they're, they're saying the same. They need to progress the storyline a little bit more. And I like the J.D. McDonough thing needs to be explained and it needs to be a little bit more like, you know, it needs to be more heavy handed with with like we need to know like what what the what the deal is with his friendship with Finn Balor is Finn Balor really deploying him to try to like I we need a little bit more clarity for me to care about J.D. McDonough. I mean, hopefully we'll get it in the next couple of weeks. And I don't, I don't mind him coming in and being like a wrench in the whole situation. But like, I need a little bit more like structure and clarity to the to, to what's happening with them. Um, and I think Sammy and KO retain. And I think maybe this is the big blow off. I think maybe, is it Damien and, and Finn? Yeah. yeah. I, you know, I think this could be the gigantic, the big blow up. I'm hoping. Yeah, I, I could see that too, and I I, I imagine it's going to be Ko and Sammy go over. Ko and Sammy are such an example of why it's so hard to get to the top of the mountain and then stay there. Like it just feels like since they won the titles, it's just sort of like, yeah, you come out, 
They have the titles. Yay. It's really yeah, the, it's, it's the Sammy the Sam the, the Sammy moment is is past us. Um Me, LA I, Knight versus the Miz. I'm gonna go ahead and pick LA Knight. <laughs> I, I'll pick LA Knight, but begrudgingly. Uh Rey Mysterio will defend his United States championship against Austin Theory. I'm going with Rey Mysterio. Me too. Me too. Austin Theory, man. I don't know. Your, your boy's in trouble. I know. He's cooled off. There's something up there. They're going to maybe switch up. They need to maybe switch up his gimmick a little bit or do something or put him, you know, associate him with someone who can who can lift him back up because there's, yeah, something, it, there's, there's, something, there's, some, there's nothing going on. There's nothing. You, need, you wish something was going on. I do. I think he's the man. Me too, but yeah, they need something. Uh, Rhea Ripley is defending the Women's World Championship against Raquel, and I- I'm going to go with Rhea Ripley. I-, I don't think Raquel is a worthy challenger, unfortunately. I mean, they had they couldn't come up with something better than this. I'm not into it. Well, what do you mean worthy challenger? I don't I think mean, she's proven herself enough to be a contender for the title. Okay, well, I have news in for you about wrestling. In kayfabe, but... I don't right. know. She's a t- okay in kayfabe. She's a tag team champion. She's physically as imposing as anyone on the entire roster. Um, I'm not there. Yeah, I don't think you're. I don't think you're thinking kayfabe though. You're saying kayfabe. You're not. You're really thinking in TV terms. She hasn't proved it to you. You don't think she's interesting enough to challenge. That's right. <laughs> That's what I mean. I, I don't disagree necessarily, but I don't think it's in kayfabe. Um, yeah, Rhea's gonna win. Um, I think they got to this too quickly. If, if if you want it to be a real thing where maybe she could win, I think this is uh, is not it. Uh, I think it's too soon. Yeah. Let's go to a freaking freaking defending against Shinsuke Nakamura. I think we're going to get a freaking win here. I, I assume this, it's going to be freaking freaking win. I think too. this could end up in a potential schmuzzle in some capacity. Really? Why? Yeah. I don't know. I, I don't know. I, I'm okay with the storyline. I like Shinsuke back in the title picture. I, I'm a fan. I think he's really awesome and interesting in every way. But I don't know. I I, I, I can't just get a, a clean win. Shinsuke, one and done. Good night. Good luck. I'll see you when I see you. I need something. I, I, I'm, I'm sensing nothing. I'm sensing you're, it's one and done. Okay. Yeah. I'm sensing one and done and we move on. I just don't know mm-hmm. the direction they'd go. Lastly, Becky Lynch. And Trish Stratus in a steel cage. I will go with Becky Lynch to be finally done with Trish. So you think Becky just beats Trish clean in the cage? Talk to you later. See you when I see you. Correct. That's what I'm predicting for this match. Agreed. It's gone on too long. It's time. She needs to put this thing to bed. And then my question becomes, will we get more of Trish? Will she continue to manage Zoe? Well, I, I hope she sticks around. I hope this isn't the end. I think it's cool. Why not? Like, why do people have to be retired when they're, what is she, 48 years old or something? She does, She shouldn't be retired. I'd like to see her stick around, but she has to, you know, do less promos because they're I, not I, great. You you don't like any promos. in the. Why don't you just, you, why don't you just watch the show on silent? She's I like the Miz. I like the Bloodline promos. Sure you do. I feel very, um, very bullied. Yeah, you're you're very bullied. You're not being this. bullied. You're the bully. I'm the bully. You're the bully. You're turning yes. it around. Yeah, you bully everything that's happening in wrestling. And if someone pushes back, oh, I'm being bullied. I uh, know you're the bully. Trish is uh, 47. 
I don't think I'm a bully. You're bu- you're bullying and bu- you're bully Ray. <laughs> so you're not going to save that taco for me? Do you made all three for you? Oh, okay. You think no, you know no. these people? It's too late. I can't. I can't. I, it's too late. Okay. Picture this: It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. That does it for our uh, coverage of the big payback, PLE. Um, But I I said that I want to do this last week, and I'm really grateful that we could have Barry Blaustein join us. Um, He is the mastermind behind the brilliant, maybe my favorite documentary of all time, Beyond the Mat. Um, as well as many, many other things, um, writing partner uh, on some of the great comedies of, uh, of all time, and just a wonderful guy in general, and, and, and Peckerhead. So, Barry, welcome to the show. Glad to have you. Yeah, I'm a proud Peckerhead. Uh, <laughs> nice, to, nice to be here. Um, will you take us, take us through your, your memories and uh, how you got to know Terry Funk, you you told me the other day, and I tweeted it out actually, that he was so integral in Beyond the Mat getting made that without Terry, you know, there is no Beyond the Mat. How did you first get in contact with Terry Funk? Well, I had met Terry when I worked I, when I was in, uh, in the nineteen seventies, late seventies, when I was working on a talk show, the Mike Douglas Show, which was an afternoon talk show. And I was like 23 years old. And uh, I, I met him because he was promoting Paradise Alley with Sylvester Stallone. And I remember him being really nice and really funny. And, and uh, I, I then didn't see him until I went to a show in Las Vegas, a wrestling show that was in a, it was a part of Vegas that uh, no one goes to. And it was like the bronze nugget or something and had a bowling alley. And it, it wasn't was even golden. It was just bronze. You're right. And uh, I went up to Terry and, and he made believe he remembered me. And, uh, Which sounds, sounds right on, sounds exactly what he'd be like. The idea. And he said, it sounds interesting. Sounds interesting. Uh, and then can we talk some more about it? And we talked some more about him and he invited me to Amarillo to spend time with him, which I did. I spent about a week at his ranch and then he uh, agreed to do the movie. And once I got his approval, I, I got almost every other wrestler uh, that I approached agreed to do the film. And a lot of it was because Terry agreed to do the film. Even Vince McMahon said he couldn't believe that I got Terry Funk to do the movie. So wow. he opened so many doors that uh, that uh, I'm forever grateful. And 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 was he? Well, two things. One, I did not realize. I've looked at your biography like many times, but I did not realize that you worked on the Mike Douglas show, which now makes extra. 
Sometimes you rip off the bio. (laughs) Which makes extra sense, though. It's a little added wrinkle for me in the Nutty Professor scene when they talk about Mike Douglas. Yes. That was actually Eddie outlived that, but he outlived it for me, he told me. Oh really? So yeah, so yeah, because it, it seems very him too. But you know, as a young, as a person who was young at the time, I really didn't know Mike Douglas at that time in my life. Like I missed that era of talk show. So you right. know that whole me and my friends used to always quote Mike Douglas. Oh, Mike Douglas! If I were to ever <laughs> that whole part, that's so interesting. It all ties back together. Um, so so was <laughs> was Terry. Was Terry just the sweetest guy? Like it, it just seemed in Beyond the Mat, he comes off as just the warmest, most lovely man. That's the way he was always around me. And uh, but but I see him backstage with other wrestlers, and he'd be giving advice and doing anything to help them. He was the one who told me about ECW. He he said, "There's a new organization. You should come back. You should fly out to Philadelphia." when I wrestle there and uh, you know, I went to ECW for the first time and the minute I was there, I said, Oh my God, this has got to be in the film. What, what is your favorite? What is, what's your favorite storyline in the film? Cause the ECW part is really great. I mean, the fact that you got in retrospect now you have, you have Terry Funk sort of in the twilight of his career, though, of course he'd then go on to do more even after that. But you know, you have Jake the Snake just in the worst part of of his life. Um, by the way, he had mixed things to say about you when he was on the podcast recently. And yeah, I, I heard. <laughs> and, and lastly, uh, not lastly, a, f- a few other things, but the ECW one is so big because you, you got Paul Heyman as he's really turning into Paul Heyman as we know him. What's, what's your favorite story? Well, I was originally called the thought I should call the documentary Waiting for Paulie because he was impossible to track down and without Tommy Dreamer's help I would not have gotten it um, Paul can rule a small country he's that good in motivating people and uh, just hearing that speech the long version of the speech was incredible I had to cut it down because it was like five minutes long but he was, he was a character. He is, I remember I was talking to him and I said, what's the best thing and worst thing about your life? Because the best thing is I'm, I'm, uh, I'm following my dreams. I'm living out my dreams. And this is the worst thing because I'm 33 years old and still live with my parents. <laughs> so, uh, Paul is a very interesting guy. Oh, he's 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 fascinating. He's fascinating. Well, um, was Terry aware of his greatness and sort of influence in pro wrestling? He was aware of it, but he didn't talk about it a lot. He, he, he would he would be complimentary. I remember. And I was backstage and he goes, you should go out and watch this match. This guy is amazing. And it was Ray Mysterio when he was like 18 years old. And uh, he was amazing. But Terry, uh, Terry knew he had influence in the business, but 
he didn't talk about it that much. Have you heard the the old story that goes around quite a bit about Terry Funk first getting out of WWF by telling Vince he had a sick horse and then that perpetually being the thing he right. would say? Sorry, many times from, from Vince and from Terry. And, and so what, he said it once for real as an excuse and then it just turned into his forever joke for when he was just ready to go home and didn't want to be on the road anymore? Yeah. It, it was never a real story. <laughs> Did he have horses on the ranch? Yeah, there are a few. Okay. he. It's interesting too, if you go back and watch Beyond the Mat, the, the opening scenes of him going to the doctor are so sad, you know, and, and you really like, I, I guess I have to ask it this way, given where he was in the physical state that he was in when you made the movie at, in the late 90s, are you sort of surprised slash grateful that he, he ended up having the next 20 some years that he did? Yeah, I was amazed that he lasted this long. Um, because he took so much body by wrestling so much, he did so much body damage. Uh, so I, I, I was shocked, I was shocked that, it, that he lasted that long. I, I knew he wasn't really retired because when he, when we started, he says, I'm going to do my last match for your movie. And then he said, no, it's going to be the, it's not be the last match in Texas. And then it was finally, it's going to be the, my last match in Amarillo. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm going, oh, you don't have to just say your last match and for the movie. I've been, I've been obsessed with the Dennis Stamp portion recently because I, I realized how much I identify with Dennis Stamp in, in, at many times in my life. So I've been playing it quite a bit. Um, did you realize that that was gold from the second you sort of met Dennis Stamp? Oh yeah, oh yeah. This is this guy. This guy is great, and he was he was so bitter about being left off the show, and uh, he was very bitter that I remember saying I, I had to cut something short with him because I had to meet Terry, and he goes Terry, 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 you know. Bad mouth him, and I say you should be grateful. If it wasn't for Terry, you wouldn't be in this film. This is before, or after he ended up getting put in the match. Before, got it. But then, when you get that line from him, when he says, "I'd rather be in the main event than breathe," oh, I mean, it may be as impactful a line as you have in the entire movie, honestly. Yeah, oh, really? You think so? I mean, it's it's right there in terms of what these guys are about. You know, and, and yeah. the ones that don't get there because your whole movie is people struggling in different places of this this business. And and the one that Dennis Stamp is in is way more common than the ones that the other people are in, you know? Yeah. I remember uh, when I went to interview Jesse Ventura, he said, uh, the governor, Jesse Ventura, I should say, uh, he said, who's in the movie? And he goes, Dennis Stamps in your movie? What the hell is he doing in that movie? Wow, wow, but he knew Dennis Stamp. He knew Dennis Stamp. He had wrestled with him. Wow. Did he call you Barry Blaustein? <laughs> yes. He's called me a lot of things over the years. <laughs> <laughs> 
Who was is it, who was the most angry about the movie? I always lived in this world where I thought just everybody loved Beyond the Mat. Who who's the most uh, who was the most anti Beyond the Mat? Jake Roberts. And and how do you respond to what he said? He made it you know he he said to me like oh yeah he made it look like I was just peeing wherever but I mean I had to piss really bad so I went in a trash can. <laughs> So that's what I showed. Pissing, pissing in the in the, uh, in the in the trash can. Yeah, no, you didn't. I, you I didn't say it. under it. He's high on crack right now. You just showed what it was. I, I thought it was left for interpretation of what was going on. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it was out of it. The, the scenes when he was doing crack were, were amazing. When I when I was shooting it. I was going if 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 the rest of the movie can turn out anywhere as as good as this, these scenes, we'll have a great movie. Wow! Uh, and and did you and and, and what I, was- and I didn't show him. Um, I didn't show him actually smoking it because there was warrants out for his arrest, and I didn't want the the video confiscated. Oh, that's a really good point. Yeah, and that could have been super problematic. Uh, in spite of the fact that he doesn't speak um, glowingly of you, are you surprised, impressed, uh, happy that he's been able to pull it together this this last few years? It's pretty remarkable. Oh, oh yeah, I'm, I'm happy for him. I, 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 even though he's threatened me and my family, I, I, I hold him for it's weird to turn on the radio and listen. I'm, if I ever meet him and his family, I'm going to kill him. He, well, I did, he, he, so he's he's taken it that far before. Yeah, he, yeah, he's calmed down about it. Okay, yeah, I, I would hope so. I would hope in a more sober state he wouldn't be so maniacal about it. Yeah, Terry said he he says I'll have a talk with Jake and how that stuff will stop. So, so l- lastly, on Terry Funk, how long did you guys stay close forever? I know up until somewhat recently, you told me you were getting voicemails from him and, and chatting with him here and there. I spoke to him like once a year, and uh, we we spent time promoting. I, Terry came to me with uh, to Europe to promote the movie. Wow, Terry Funk in Europe sounds like its own movie altogether. <laughs> You should see him on those, London talk, those English talk shows. Uh, let, let me ask you, too, before I let you go, Barry. Uh, we obviously lost Bray this week and have spent a lot of time talking about it, too. You've been a wrestling fan forever, um, uh, going back to a totally different era in wrestling. What did you think of just the talent of, of Bray Wyatt? Well, I thought his, his characters were very interesting. Uh, I, I wasn't a big fan of The Fiend. But uh, I think his potential had not been reached so far. There was a lot of potential because the characters would come and just miss after a while. But I thought I thought his contribution to wrestling was tremendous. Yeah, he he had, as Shoemaker put it last week, his eyes. There was something in his eyes on camera that was just different. You know, he he. He, whatever it is, he had lots of it, and yeah, I agree. You know, Dip was Dip loved the Fiend no matter what it did. I w- I'm not as obsessive about like complete fantasy characters like that. 
Um, I yeah. like, I wanted I liked probably the Bray Wyatt character more because it was grounded in a little bit more of something I could hold on to. Yeah, me too. Um, but I did, but I did think that Firefly Funhouse match that him and Cena pulled off was one of the cooler things. Uh, yeah, it was, that was that was really good. Yeah, that was just that was just taking it to a place we hadn't done before. It's like taking what Matt Hardy was doing in TNA with the delete stuff to a whole new level. Um, I thought it was great, uh, Barry. We're we're huge fans of you over here, and uh, the next time my wife and I come to LA, I definitely want us to all let's have Dipperstein treat us to a delicious dinner somewhere. I would enjoy that. I would enjoy that. We appreciate you, and honestly, you have made you've made the greatest wrestling documentary of all time. I guess you could have an argument about the greatest wrestling movie of all time between that and the wrestler, depending on what your cup of tea is. For me, Beyond the Mat's the greatest wrestling movie ever made. So I, I thank you, and 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 oh, wrestling and, fans and, everywhere, thank and you. And I'm a big fan of your show. I don't I don't miss it. Well, I, I appreciate that greatly. It means a lot. Um, thank you, Barry. And congratulations on your on your marriage. Oh, thank you so much. My lovely bride is sitting here staring across from me as we speak. So I will I will I will introduce you guys in person uh, the next time we're in LA. Okay, great. Thank you, Barry. Thank you. Uh, big thanks to Barry Blaustein. Again, what another lovely, awesome person of which you just seem to find these people constantly in this business rosenberg beats at gmail.com again anyone who has all the old episodes of cheap heat please reach out i'd love to hear from you shouts to our producer troy the goy troy uh we wish you the best um i have a hunch i th- there's a book there's got to be a new book coming now this this leads to a sequel honestly my first thought when i was diagnosed i was like wow this will make all the books the the podcast the public speaking engagements that that much better yeah, I, I love your approach to this. Uh, the ultimate hustler. Maybe you're a pro wrestler type. Who knew? Um, you're always working. Uh, big, big thank you to Barry Blaustein, and we will be back for a Friday episode of There's Something Going On. Uh, rest in peace to Bray Wyatt and Terry Funk. We appreciate you guys. We'll look for you in the Discord and do us a favor and uh, stay mate. Wrestler in the history of the art form. M-m-m-m-mage.